Today is May 17th. Let's find out together as we look at several passages throughout Scripture. So yesterday in the sermon, um, we heard about how it is that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. That concept is so natural for us inside the church. I thought it'd be worthwhile to take a look at the idea of serving in Scripture. We start a course in the Old Testament. The word that's translated serve has many other translations as well. It's used 289 times. Now keep that in mind as we go over its many meanings. Genesis chapter 2, verse 5. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. The word cultivate is actually serve. There were no people to serve the soil. Later in verse 15, God tells man he is to tend the Garden of Eden. He is to serve the Garden of Eden. This is repeated in chapters 3 and 4. What it means there is simply to till the ground, to cultivate it, to raise food on it. Now in the rest of the Old Testament, serving means primarily to submit to, even to be dominated by. When you serve a foreign nation, that nation has come and controls what's happening. 289 times serving is primarily a term of dishonor. It means to be dominated, to be subjugated, to have to serve. Now we're told we should serve God. So in Deuteronomy chapter 13 and verse 4, we read this. Serve only the Lord your God and fear him alone. Obey his commands, listen to his voice, cling to him. Be subjugated to God. Serve him and serve him alone. There's no dishonor in that. But everywhere else, when we serve other men, there is dishonor associated with that idea. We come then to the New Testament. And when Jesus says, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve, and actually identifies himself as a servant, it's odd, it's strange. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus says exactly that. 
Luke 22, verse 27. Jesus says, who's more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. Where are they? They're at the Lord's Supper. I am among you as one who serves. Jesus serves the disciples. He calls the disciples to serve him. So in John chapter 12, verse 26, he says to the disciples, anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me because my servants must be where I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Why that reference to honor? Because in the Old Testament, serving meant dishonor. But God will honor those who serve him and serve Jesus. Now, in the New Testament, there are two words for service. I've just been reading from one particular verb. Uh, the verb is diaconeo. Uh, we get the word deacon from it. It's a common word for a day laborer in the New Testament. One who sells his uh, services for a day. And at the end of a day, he gets a denarii. He gets one coin that is worth a day's wage. Very much so in the New Testament. It is a quid pro quo arrangement outside of what Jesus says to his disciples. A day laborer performs a day's labor for which he receives a day's wage. When using this verb, we're talking about serving the church, which is another use. It's simply a reference to ministry. In Romans chapter 15, verse 25, Paul says, Before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take a gift to the believers there. Literally, to serve the believers there. And Paul's service is bringing a gift to help them through the... Um, famine that has uh, just devastated the land of Palestine at that time. The other word is the word douleo, and it means literally to be enslaved. Now, we are enslaved to God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 24 says, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Now Paul says that as he speaks to the slaves, to those who are literally slaves. And he says, as you serve your earthly masters, remember that you are actually serving Christ. But in that same way, we are called 
to serve each other. The book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, Paul says to the Galatians, You've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Use your freedom to be enslaved to one another in love. Here's what the New Testament says. Here's what Jesus says, and Paul particularly picks up from what Jesus has said. We are to serve each other, primarily because we are subject to the Lord. We have submitted to the Lord, and because of that, he calls us to serve, to literally be enslaved to each other. Why do we do that? It's not quid pro quo. It's not, I'll serve you if you serve me. We serve as a slave. We serve each other because we have a master who is Jesus. He calls us to serve each other. He calls us to love each other. Now, one of the main reasons I believe he calls us to do that is because he wants us to gather a new nature as we follow him. He came to serve. He came to serve us. He came to serve others. And so we too should incorporate that nature in our own lives. We should learn to serve each other. The nature of sin is self-centeredness. The nature of service is to center our life on others. He calls us to serve others as we submit to him because that combats and rejects the nature of sin that's in us. He calls us to love each other and serve each other. My question to you today is, who can you serve today? Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional. If you have questions for us, email us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see Jesus as he is anointed in Bethany.